0: Hello and welcome to Alien Minute, the daily podcast where we carefully dissect the movie Alien one minute at a time. I'm John Engel.
1: And I'm Mitch Bryan. And today we're looking at Minute 103, which begins with Mother saying, Self-destruct in T-minus one minute, and ends with Mother saying nine. So Mother is our frame for this, the 103rd minute of Alien. And we are joined again by... Kansas City Art Institute instructor and curator of their film sofa series, Aaron Hamerbeck. Welcome back, Aaron.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: So hey, we got twenty-five cuts. I counted them in this minute. In this we, minute. We've gone from the last two minutes being comprised of four or five cuts, and now
0: things really accelerate. Well, I think one reason for that would be I mean just consideration of of action. We just went from get to point A to from point A to point B. That's what her motivation is was in the last minute. Now she's got how many things does she have to do. So we're getting much more frantic action. yeah, but you here know what's funny.
1: I didn't think about this, but she's doing all the moving in the last two minutes, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of this next two minutes is her sitting in a chair, mm-hmm. right? So the motion has to be created some other way. sure. and and I, I know that's really obvious, but somebody has to say it. So, I'm going to be the guy who states the obvious today.
0: Sometimes we have to state the obvious. Like, because sometimes people, you know, people get lost in movies. The editing is supposed to be relatively invisible, right? So, sometimes you have to point out the obvious reasons for editing choices. So, people go, oh, yeah, sure, that makes sense. And it is obvious, but no reason not to mention it.
1: We've got something really magical in this minute. Right off the bat, we we have this um, handheld point of view shot of the ship that sort of tracks us across the shuttle, along the walls, and toward the. Front windows, and if you look very quickly, you can see our friend the alien. He's in there taking taking a nap. <laughs> Do you think he's actually taking
0: a nap? I don't know. Probably not. Maybe.
2: from all the little. He can't be watching her because so, he doesn't have any eyes,
0: right? <laughs> right. So he's just hiding in this little crevice. Because <laughs> because <laughs> he can't because he can't fly the ship. Right. Right. So she's got to fly
1: the ship and get him out of there. So we have to assume the alien understands that there is a self-destruct situation going mm-hmm. on. He's right. He's clever
2: enough to know that this is the escape pod and he can have another meal before he, I don't know, d- like well, ha- how, you know, it it's calls into question how much awareness do these things have? You know, because, I mean, it can get really terrifying if you think about all of this being very intentional rather than him just going in to take a nap on the shelf
0: sure it's easy to just watch the movie and go oh the aliens in there oh shit but when you think about it's like what did it take for that thing to understand not only that there's a a escape pod and that the ship is going to blow up, which I guess the fireballs might have been a good indication even to the alien. He, re-
1: he was retreating from those fireballs <laughs> Retreat- into
0: the... So he just uh-huh. bumbled his way in, but then decides to hide. But re- really, truth be told, uh, he beats her to the escape pod. She, well, hell yeah. He crazy. leaves He leaves
1: Jones, turns around, clearly, and just runs back into the... Maybe that's the only way he can go. Maybe everything else has been closed off. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's so, so that would Chase, be ir- either ironic, Chase, right? Chase Ripley. Maybe he didn't. I assume he saw Ripley, but maybe he didn't. Maybe when she peeked around the corner and he raised up, he was raising up because he saw Jones. Right. Maybe he doesn't even know that she's...
2: I feel like that shot, reverse shot, is very confusing. And I think that that adds to my confusion at this point in the film. Because I it took me like five times of re-watching this to figure out why she goes back, you know, what, because, you know, it, there's no running dialogue um, happening at this point. Ripley is all alone. So unless she has this very inauthentic and goofball soliloquy, um, you like know, Bruce
1: Willis and Die Hard, Yeah.
2: So. Yeah. It's like, come on ship. Oh, I can't go that way. You know, it, she's not doing any of that. Thank God. Um, but it, it makes it difficult for me to understand her, thinking and what she's up to and that I think that those kind of moments where she looks at the alien we don't know if the alien sees her and we don't see the alien go into the escape pod I mean that would ruin the fun of him jumping out at her that I I get very confused I get confused by the intention I get confused by the blocking um
1: so her intention is after she spots him she she realizes oh shit I gotta go turn the self-destruct off mm -hmm. she goes back to try to turn it off she can't turn it off so then she has no choice but to do whatever she can do to get to the shuttle, right? Mm-hmm. She gets so, to
2: the shuttle, and then you know this is jumping quite a quite a bit ahead, but she has that like like exhausted relaxation moment where it, and that seems kind of weird too because she just saw the alien in this corridor, and I would think that he would have gone that way especially if these if it's been shut down you know
0: no i like this idea though that you hinted at a minute ago mitch that the um maybe the there was nowhere else to go but the narcissist and i think it makes sense in two ways from a writer's standpoint it's ironic because that was always the plan the only option they had to deal with this alien was was seal off seal seal off off seal off off and get it and zap it it into space which is exactly what the alien is going to do right? He's going to get sealed off and zap himself into space. So on the... Dallas's
1: plan works in the end. <laughs> you know, in God bless. We, can we just have a moment of silence for Captain
0: Dallas and his
1: plan because <laughs> it he was right
0: on the money? But then, from a from a, a practical standpoint, I would think that if you were in on the br- or the the engine room where we decided that the self destruct was, and you tell the self destruct, self destruct, please, that maybe the mother's response is okay. There's only one place you should go now. You've got this many minutes to get off the ship. you got to go to the place where you get off the ship and mother seals off the ship. Wouldn't yeah. that make sense? Yeah. So I think it makes a lot of sense that the alien was in the corridor. Luckily for the alien, because the alien on the other side of the bulkhead would have gotten sealed off. Right. So luckily for the alien, it's in the corridor. But as the self-destruct, uh, maybe that's what the alien was doing. When we see him like looking around, maybe he was looking, how do I get out of here? Why can't I get back in these air ducts or and whatever that's why it is? And he didn't see.
1: And he didn't, even see, know. he didn't even see Ripley. Didn't even see. Really? She, <laughs> just, she just spotted him while he was looking
0: around. <laughs> we thought it was so scary. Yeah. And the alien's so, totally clueless. Actually, the alien was really scared. Like right then the alien was going, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Where am I going to go? Now? <laughs> and uh, so then the only option was, well, if I go this way, um, okay, here's this room. Oh, here's this stuff that I can blend into. Oh, here's this place I can take a nap. Yeah, and I'll just reach, in, you know, step in here and take a nap. And doesn't yeah. maybe this knowledge of the ship exploding is were, is a little much? Maybe there wasn't that. It was just this is the only place to go.
2: He's like, oh, my head looks just like these bulkheads. I'll just blend in here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I
0: I do think you know. Okay, so let's talk about that a little bit. Right next to the alien's head. Which is, his head is horizontal. Horizontal. There are
1: three kind of diagonal, vertical.
0: Cylindrical. uh, Yeah. Almost exactly the same color objects. Do we think that the alien in its rapid evolution evolved to blend into, you know, at least color-wise, let's say, to blend into the Nostromo? Like, the Nostromo is this alien's environment from birth, right? So are do we think it's a natural had the face hugger you know or had kane been on a jungle planet when the chestburster happened and it ran out into the jungle would it be camouflage you know is what i'm saying yeah so is that not an like a, a fortunate thing for the alien it, it is going to naturally look like the surrounding of the ship and that's why you know it's clever d- design because there's no way you'd know you would think oh that's the alien's head because there's so many other things that look like the alien Good thing he didn't try to camouflage himself into a dippy bird a di- oh, that would have been kind of... Oh, man, you just gave me an idea for a design, T-shirt design. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to say fan fiction. <laughs> fan fiction. <laughs> well, maybe a book cover then. Uh, you know, a di- uh, xenomorph dippy bird. I didn't even think about that. That's a I good idea. That. Mm, I, might Copyright have that.
2: <laughs> well, I think, you know, it's so interesting because I think that the space jockey ship looks quite a bit like the aliens. Um, and it's just... It, like i i don't know i always thought thought I, when you know when i was younger and watching this film i thought that that was the alien's ship like that the aliens fly through space um in this ship um and it was theirs they made it they designed it and they created it cuz it looks like them um it has the same sort of like you know the the rib cage effects and you know the vertebra and um all of these things so um, it's interesting that uh, the escape pod would have these features aboard it that also look like the alien. You know, because I mean, the alien. I don't, I don't know. I mean, does the alien fit in because it noticed these other like pipes on the walls and said, "Hey, I look just <laughs> like."
0: I mean, it's I don't a, know. It's a natural hunter, right? Yeah. So yeah. it would be like, where can I hide? Mm-hmm. Where can I be camouflaged?
2: The best place. And
0: you know, we see. In the next movie, aliens, that uh, we have a alien or a group of aliens, thus the plural, that are spawned and, and evolve on different in a different location. And they look different. As a matter of fact, they're a little spinier mm-hmm. than the ones we see here. Like the Nostromo, perhaps, with the Mobius designs and yeah. the wall and so on, It's a little bit more smooth and cylindrical, rounded off. Where LV-426 and the derelict ship are more spiny and hard-edged uh-huh. and they're the aliens like i don't know if they put that much thought into it but it kind of makes sense they evolved a little bit more to fit their environment there as well it might be explanation and and aren't they a little bit more the same color scheme as the prison planet in alien three as well i don't know i haven't really thought about that uh, that far ahead my head's was, about to explode but
1: <laughs> yeah uh, i mean i think it's really um what else do you do when you look at a movie one minute at a time? But what well, I mean, about these things.
0: The idea of the evolution of the xenomorph, as they end up calling it, has always been there. Yeah, right? yeah I'll mm-hmm. buy that whole yes. camouflage thing. I yeah. think that's the. I, think I mean, that's, that's what, a fair enough notion. That, it's it's bipedal because of Kane, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't it taking on it's a bit of man's
2: yeah. attributes?
0: So it would make sense that then also the environment... The, basically saying that the evolution is so rapid and it's taking on all these different attributes because... What takes place on Earth when something evolves in the jungle over millions of years? this thing does it in a matter of a day, so I think that that's why it blends in so well in the background of the narcissus, which is why we don't see it and I never, yeah. I never noticed the shot.: Oh really? No, you no. didn't spot him?
1: I, no. I think I I'm spotted not... it really pretty early on when I think I first got a VHS of this. yeah, I think I, I kind of spotted him there i i, I, I was I was looking. Like, where could he be? Because I know he's on the ship. And then when I, yeah, I think it's kind of great that they show it to you. Like, that's totally plain, mm-hmm. as fair as you can play without ruining the surprise. For sure. That actually, you could actually Definitely. say, oh, it was there and I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. You know, just like her. Um, So we've got that pretty cool uh, exterior shot yeah. of um the two windows. The, I guess it's a forced perspective model or something. They said they had to build it especially with the nose Mm -hmm. kind of flattened to give, to give the effect. I I, I don't remember all the details, but I think there is some discussion of, of the design on one of the commentary tracks, but it's a great shot because once again, it just reduces her to this tiny little figure within the frame. And it really stresses the kind of the vulnerability of the character.
0: Yeah. And I want to talk about this design of the narcissist a little bit. Um, We did get, we got a little bit of a look at it earlier in the film with Dallas. But um, I think here it's more appropriate to talk about the specifics of the design, because I think it's indicative of the, movie, the movie's changed since we saw it earlier. And this is a Ron Cobb design, and it harkens back a little bit more to the early designs, the pre-Ridley Scott designs of the ships, where uh, they had a little bit more of a hard edge, more of a sci-fi, more of an action look to them. Streamlined. Streamlined. Yeah. And Ridley Scott came in and said, no, no, these are truckers in space let's make it look like it's a working workman like ship
1: retrofitted with all sorts of junk hanging off of everything right so we
0: get the big bulky nostromo refinery we get the kind of rounded kind of odd you can't quite tell where the bridge is actual nostromo ship that goes down to the planet but now we're now we're in a bit more of an action movie we are in a spaceship. bit more of a genre as like sci-fi traditional so let's get a spaceship let's get a sleek design and i think it's great i love this ship I think it's one of the coolest. It's it's fun that you only get it for the little bit of time that you do, too. But um, I love this. Ron Cobb. I wonder if there's like a little, little toy master. ship of this. I'm
1: sure there, there is. There must be. Because it really is I'm sure beautiful if, to look at.
0: Anyone who out there listening, if you find one, um, we'll provide a mailing address. If you want to send that to us as a little mascot for the show. A little not thank really, you really. to us, right? No, not really. So Ripley, like we said, there's a lot of cuts here. There's a lot of action. She's flipping switches. She's getting this thing fired up, ready to go. Uh, we, we get one shot of a screen when she does this. And it's a cool design. It's red. And it says purge right in the middle of it.
1: With a countdown, right? There's a countdown. A little countdown.
0: There's some numbers on there. I'm not sure if it's counting down. I can't remember. Uh, I can only think of the still frame right now. But I don't know what it's purging. I mean, there's lots of things that could be purging, but it's funny. Well, it's being purged. It's I mean, been... it's, it's the the it's the purging of the Narcissus. Oh, you think so? I think so. It's a count- I assumed it was the... purging some...
1: Oh, no, I think it's the countdown of, of, like, you know, until it purges. And when it purges oh. is when it detaches from the See,
0: from the I guess I never thought of the word purge in that way. But I assumed it was purging some sort of fl- uh, fluid gas or, something. or That's gas. That's what I
2: thought, too, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, three years from now, when Ridley Scott goes back to direct another science fiction film, he flat out lifts this design and puts it right in the spinners and played Exactly the same with the same numbers on the screen. And is that used for when the spinners take off? Yep. The, so when they're purged away from the,
1: from the surface I'm, of the of the street?
0: I'm pretty sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's when Deckard's eat, still eating his noodles on his way to go see the chief and they take off from the street. We get that big, wonderful, yeah. um, you know, flight through the city. He must have really liked that screen. Like, uh, that works for me. I'm going to go ahead and carry it right over into another movie.
1: And you told me you read that the guy who designed it? Um yeah. didn't work on Blade Runner. He I, worked on Alien, you know and not on Blade Runner. My, but then he my, saw his own thing in Blade Runner.
0: I, you know, This I feel bad because I don't remember this 100%. But yeah, that's what I remember him saying, was that he was then watched Blade Runner and went, hey, <laughs> I designed that. But I might be wrong about that. That might be one we get a correction on, on the Facebook page. But uh, yeah, that's how I remember it. Well, you know, another thing that helps to
1: sell that gimmick, we've got the purge thing saying we're about ready to, you know, launch this. There's even a camera move that is this sort of slight kind of dropping boom shot um, along a profile of Ripley. And it creates in a weird way the sense that this thing is actually detaching, is lowering away from it. So, again, it's the director just kind of with a camera move suggesting what's going on, you know, outside the frames uh, in the larger picture of this. It's just sort of helping to sell the gag the same way as they're going to rattle the chairs and make it shake and do all of that to create this sense of motion. Making up for budget and making up probably the fact that uh, we only get a couple of shots out the window and those are expensive and so mm-hmm. we got to sell it in a different fashion.
2: I think that it's interesting how like spaceship esque it is, you know, because it's it, as opposed to escape pod. I remember, you know, in in Apollo thirteen, and I'm I'm not going to remember properly, but like the way that they use the uh, the actual moon shuttle. As as a way to keep the crew alive while they you know uh, go around the moon, it takes them hours to fire that thing up otherwise it's just sort of being you know it's it's attached to the ship you know it's not supposed to be used and it takes them hours to fire it up but yeah Ripley gets in there starts throwing switches and that spaceship that really cool sleek spaceship is ready to go right it's designed and
1: ready to go it's ready it's ready to take off like the Harriers in Battlefield Earth it's just ready to go yeah I think what we're
0: talking about here is that this ship's doesn't have any other purpose than to get the hell out of there as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else they would be using it for. It does seem to be an escape pod by default. It doesn't have the appearance of an escape pod. It doesn't. It feels like a ship. But I think. It's got to be ready to fire up quick, right? Maybe it's already primed at all times. They do call it the shuttle, right? They call it a shuttle, and they say the shuttle, and it's the shuttle that only
1: that won't take five. It won't take four. <laughs> it won't take even four. It takes <laughs> only takes three. It only takes three. Uh, so, Straight. so maybe it isn't an escape pod. You know, maybe maybe that's the answer. That's why I always thought, you know, why why know. the hell uh, doesn't there room for the entire crew on this thing? That's... So then the next question becomes: What do we use the shuttle for? Is it another way to get down to a planet or is it a way to zip around to the other side of the ship
0: uh to inspect i don't know whatever yeah. we're towing yeah that could be it could be some sort of like external maintenance vehicle I don't know, but it's it doesn't look like that right i mean in the language of this film the workman like stuff looks like big bulky equipment this thing looks like it's a go go fast ship. you know, go like fast. a go go fast ship,
1: go go fast ship. That's that's your that's, that that's your T-shirt design. <laughs> well, that's simply. I'm ship. gonna
0: go ahead and say that's probably the title of this episode. Now, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it doesn't look like it's meant. It doesn't look like it's got an ability to hover around or do anything. It looks like it's go supposed to go forward and fast. So I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So to question. anyone
1: listening who might be more um, informed. About this particular aspect of the movie, uh, let us know on the Facebook page if you have read or heard anything about you know, deeper theories of design of this particular uh, shuttle that is being only maybe
0: used this time as a, an escape pod, but really isn't intended to be an escape pod. I think it's the name of it. Okay, let's talk about the name over just like it's called the narcissist right? Yes. All right. So what is what is in what's the implication of the name here? Is it? Are you supposed to come up with an argument for why you should be one of the three? Um, <laughs> so okay, well, three I think I should be I one of the definitely three. Definitely should be one of them. <laughs> I mean, it goes without saying that I'll be on the ship, right? I don't know.
1: Well, there's a great uh, model shot of the underbelly of the Nostromo as it sort of slides away, mm-hmm. uh, and again, it just. There are so many tricks going on here to help sell this illusion of the detaching of the shuttle, the speed with which it is pulling away from the Nostromo. And I guess if the Nostromo is going the way it is, is this ship going backwards? Because isn't the Nostromo
0: passing away over us in front of us? So are we backing up? This is going to, I was going to bring this question up in the next minute. Oh, okay. But because of how she's oriented in relation to being able to view the Nostromo. Yeah. We get the shot of her in the, through the window doing her thing. That's the front of the ship. It's got to be. Yeah. And when we look at the wider shot of the exterior, it's pointing. It seems to be pointing the a, away, from the sh-
1: away from the Nostromo, right? So w-
0: one way or another, it's going to accelerate forward and the viewport, the window, is going to be away from the Nostromo, yeah. right? It has to be, It right? has to be. Well we'll save the rest for the next minute because okay. it's a we'll think early about we'll about think that about exactly. this.
1: Give you something to think about until <laughs> mm-hmm. tomorrow. <laughs> I think that's about all I've got for these minute one oh three. I mean, I, we have not talked about every single of the every single of the twenty-five cuts that makes up this minute, but needless to say, it's accelerating visually
0: in many ways. Yeah. Aaron, do you have anything else? I
2: don't think so. Yeah.
0: All right, that's gonna do it for minute one oh three. Uh, you can find us at alienminute.com or follow us on Twitter at AlienMinutePod. Pod. Come over to Instagram and check us out at Alien Minute Podcast. And uh, visit our Facebook page. I bet somebody's going to have something to say about today's episode. So come over to the Facebook page and, and tell us what you think there. And we'll see you tomorrow for Minute 104.